That's fine. Okay, so we were saying everything sticks to acrylic, so you're going with zirconia now. Well, a lot of times I go with zirconia or PFM, but here's the thing with all on four or full arch, I don't really consider it all on four. I, I consider it all on whatever it takes. Mm -hmm. uh, but the uh, zirconia is strong, very strong, mm -hmm. right? So especially monolithic zirconia, right? So whatever, I'm not doing porcelain fused zirconia or something like that. So where's the weak, weak link? What, what's great about acrylic is the implants tend won't get overloaded, tend, tend not to get overloaded because the acrylic will break. Uh, and the acrylic. So we always, so, you know, these long, these cases, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see long-term what's going to happen. So, you know, where is the weak link? It could be a prosthetic screw. It could be an abutment screw. It could be, God forbid, the implant loses bone around, a certain implant loses bone around it. So there's a, you know, there's always going to be a weak link somewhere, you know, and, and that's, that's the biggest thing that with these all on four cases or these full arch cases is occlusion. Mm. Right? I say this all the time and passive fit of the prosthetic. That's it. Passive fit. I'm still learning about that. What What do you mean by passive fit? So, when you're doing a, so, I mean, I can get on to this is prosthetics, like big time prosthetics that we're talking about. But like, passive fit is so when you have implants splinted together, the the appliance fits on them and fully fits on it, passively. You should be able to just drop it on and it and it seats. Oh, okay. there's no rock. There's yeah. no the, the screws aren't tight going in. So, so like right. So you can have forces from occlusion, but if you have an appliance that you squeezed on, you're putting pressure on those implants internally. That's right. Right. So what happens? In, so like I like to say, what happens in ortho? Like when you put pressure on a tooth, bone starts to remodel, right? And then the right. tooth moves. Well, implants don't want to move, right? So. If you get bone remodeling to, around an implant, or like if you have constant pressure in that area, that that in, in around an implant, it's going to lose bone around that implant. Right. And some resorption, yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's that's so you you want passive fit mm. of appliances, and it's hard sometimes. The more implants that you're trying to connect together, the harder it is. So do you do you do like our office? We do temporary acrylics, and then mm -hmm. you eventually go to the final. Is that kind of what you do? Yes, always. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way. And then even when I'm making the final zirconia case, I go to a prototype PMMA that I let the patient wear for a couple of weeks before I copy mill it in zirconia and stuff like that. Uh, so I mean that's um, it's great because you get they get to test drive it, right? And then you, any change changes you want to make, you want to make in the PMMA provision, right. right? And then what happens is you take that temporary away from the patient. You usually have the other temporary that then you put them back in. And then you put that on the master model, and then they copy mill it at the lab in zirconia. Right. You 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 want to sit with the zirconia final like shit like trimming it away and putting the bipaper and trying to figure that out. Right. The final visit. So even when they copy mill it, you always go back to occlusion, and occlusion still always has to be modified a little bit, one hundred percent. But it's a, it's so hard to draw. Zirconia is strong. You know you don't you want to touch the final product as little as possible. Yeah. You know I mean one hundred percent. And so I mean that's. Um, that's how it is, but I mean, you talk. We talk TMJ. You could talk about it for. You could talk about passive fit around implants for like. I mean, we could we could talk about it for hours. Uh, you know, implant Actually, prosthetics. Every it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Actually, that we talk about. Me, 
yeah. you talk about verified impressions, you got to get a verified impression, and, you know, so like if people don't, a lot of people don't even know what a verified impression is, but like, so, I mean, there's certain things that go into it. Uh, I'm interested where, how CAD cams coming along with it, like, you know, with, with, you know, digital dentistry and stuff like that, um, you know, with the accuracy and everything like that. So, you know, dentistry is changing and systems are getting quicker, which is great, but you know, you still have to, things still have to fit you know, they have to fit. You know, I'm, I'm at the VA right now where it's, it's very heavy for implants. Cause you know, the VA covers a lot of that. And what I like most about the VA is not only that, which is great training. We have a new attending over there. That's fantastic. We do all on X cases. We've right. done four now all on fives. And, yeah. um, one of them was two of them. One of them was guided. It, it was great. But what's great is that in the clinic at the, the dental clinic at the VA, we're in the oral surgery, but then down the hall's prost. So we right. go, we just go walk down the hall and talk with prost. Yeah. You have GPR down the hall the other way, perio, endo. Right. It's it's not something I have at any other facility. And right. now it's, it's exactly. And we could talk about. It. And so what you say is everything comes down to occlusion. I could actually learn from the prostodontist because what I what I'm what I'm trying to learn that I don't get when I'm at other facilities is I work for you, the prosthodontist, right? No. Not you work for me. You send me over, I do some implants. No, no, no. I need to know how to put implants in according to how you're going to make the occlusion, the restoration, the MIO. Right. That's, I wish I had more time there. So implants should not be, so I really used to use the word prosthetically driven. Implants should be placed prosthetically driven. It's not really accurate. It's prosthetically referenced, okay? Because oh. you can't put implants you can't put implants where the bone isn't, right? So, mm -hmm. the, so you guys are your hands are tied to a certain extent, especially in the maxillary anterior, and sometimes you have to build the bone just to put it, you know, close to the right spot. Right. Um, you know, it's so it's always prosthetically referenced. It should be, especially these, especially if it's going to be an all white case. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So. Here we go. I'm going to get on my soapbox for a second. So we have these all on X cases and they're great and everything like that. I, I really think that we should get away from whacking so much bone away. Really? You think so? Because I'm just learning about the bone reduction, especially in the mandible. You need the bone, right? So the whole thing is I have problems with that. So when you do, when you whack the bone away and you're, you're taking a patient that's an FP1 where they have... You know, in FP1, have you heard FP1? So FP1 is where their teeth are of normal size, right? Okay. FP2, the teeth look a little longer. And now FP3 is where there's pink. You need both pink and teeth, right? Yes. Okay. So taking an FP1 patient and turning them into an FP3 patient is not really doing a lot of service for the patient. Right, right. So so those implants. So if those implants fail, what do we got? We got nothing left. Right. So we got to talk about zygomas. What are we talking about? We have to do zygoma implants. And um, so you can do a good restoration and keep it FP1, but your implants have to be critically placed. They have to be where the tooth is supposed to be, mesial distally, buccolingually. Right, right. Because you can't put a multi-unit on it because you don't have the space for the multi-unit, yeah. Right. Because mm -hmm. you're walking, the reason why you're whacking around bone is to create space for the appliance, right? Right. The, right. The, uh, minimum of 15 millimeters that you need, right? Mm -hmm. That's basically what you, you what you guys learn. Um, 
but you did, we could talk about this forever. It had to be a different topic because, like, actually, you know, you know, I was going to say that, Siraj, this is actually an excellent introduction into the next topic. Dr. Nakasho, maybe we could even bring on the, I would say, who would you, who do you do all on X cases with, like, predominantly with? So I do predominantly with uh, Dr. Capilano, uh, but I do do them with Dr. Gish and yeah. stuff like that. Um, and, and stuff like that. Um, those are the two surgeons that I do most of my all on, all on, you know, all on. Yeah. We could talk about like cases and stuff one day if you want, like, you know, if you have pictures and stuff or, you know. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, it's a great, it's, it's, you know, this, this is the hot topic, right? I mean, this is what you, you know, this, you, you, you see all the commercials. This is the, the, the hot thing. But so I had a prosthodontist who taught me and he said, it makes no sense whacking away all this bone. I don't understand. So a patient loses a tooth. What do you do? You take the tooth out, you put an implant in, but you didn't whack away any bone. Right now, they lose the tooth next to it. What do we do? We take out the tooth, we put the implant in, we didn't whack away any bone. We're keeping the architecture of the patient, right? Right, We're keeping everything. You take a 40 year old patient and you whack away all this bone, and don't get me wrong, I've done it. I've seen, I've, I'm, not, I'm guilty of it. I, like, I'm not saying I'm not, I'm not, you know, I, but I'm, as I'm looking back, I'm saying, are we creating dental cripples in the future? Because if the case fails in 20 years, what do we have left? Mm. And other patient's only 65, 66 years old. Gotta be dentures, right? At that point. Yeah, and that's the, the and that and what's the, what's the morbidity on that, right? So that's you know, don't it's, like that. Terrible. So I mean, but you know, zygomas. You could talk zygomas. You could talk like you know, there's still other things to do, but it's it's very invasive. It's you know, it's. Interesting. That's a very interesting thought because I'm just learning about. And, I'm not, I'm, and don't get me wrong, I'm not bashing. I've done it. Like this is what I'm saying. So this is the things that we talk about, you know. Yeah, constantly learning. I I follow. I follow. We're constantly learning. We got it. We got to do this. Maybe we. I know Dr. Gish likes to lecture. Would you guys maybe come on together and we have a session where we kind of go through the stepwise process? Because I know there are multiple processes that need to be made before we even get to talking about implants and whatnot. The so bone. Dr. Gish, so yeah, Dr. Gish, I'm sure would would love to. To, to talk i'll talk to him i mean dr gish is a great teacher he really is i mean he's good at good at explaining he's one of the good all you know and dr capillon is the same way they both know occlusion they both know prosthetics and they have to right they know up to where they need to know like you know what i'm saying and stuff like that like where because they do these cases and you have to know and just think about it when you do orthognathic surgery mm. have to know occlusion you have to know like you have to know this stuff, right? Right, right. And stuff like that. So I mean, it's it's, but it's a topic we can talk about all you know, you know, it's all, all the time. I think that that would be a really good. Session. Patients, man, patients know about it. It's on on TV. I mean, you get them all the time. You, you I get it all the time. Yeah, and, and, it, and with the residents, I see the patients just like I want it all on for the case, you know, yeah. you know, and pretty widespread happens. So. Let's do it. Let's make that the the next talk. At so I, I I can reach out to Doctor Gish and, and and see if he, you know I'm sure he like would he's very you know like you, you know just keep finding the time to get us both together that would be fine you know what I'm saying that'd be great. Let's work around your schedule as best we can. So Raj, let's set up. Let's try and aim for a Wednesday. Let's plan it for let's plan it for April though. Let's give it some time. Yeah, you know some time and stuff like that. Yeah, 100%. yeah. Let's do that. That would be great. That would be awesome. So as a dental, you know, as a as a pre dental student, right? Yeah. Uh, so you obviously are working in private practice, like so you're volunteering. No, so I, I've been working there since twenty uh, for two years almost now. Um, right. You know Prudental. Yeah, mm -hmm. I yeah. work. I work over there. Um, okay, yeah. 
do you know Dr. Prudenti? He's also cross Donist. Who's also he went to Sony. I've, heard, I've well. heard of him. Yeah. Yeah. He I works know. there. Um, there's yeah. Dr. Viber, Dr. Vinoy, Dr. Heron. So Dr. Vinoy, I trained. So yeah. Danny probably knows you too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, great guy. He's like my main mentor. He's the one who got me working there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been really amazing. We see a bunch of different things. Yeah. Uh, all in four cases. We built a new office just for the just for all in X cases. I guess you can call oh. them. Um, you know, see a lot of root canals, implants, crowns. I see everything over there, so it's, it's and it's great because you, you, it does help to see it. It helps yeah. you. Know, you I, I always tell, you know, pre-dental students just, just by watching, you yeah. learn things, and you may not, not until you get into clinic, but all of a sudden you're in clinic. Like I, I know how to do this, or pre-clinic. I know I've seen this so many times. I could do this. Like you know, what I'm saying. Even though it's a lot harder holding the drill, right? When you see somebody doing it, it's like, ah, I could do that. And then you do it, you're like, oh my God, <laughs> a little bit harder than I thought it was going to be. Most right? I've done is probably like a night guard or making a temporary for a patient for yeah. prep. But like, right. even that's like, damn, okay, I'm really getting into it. I've always wanted to, you know, shadowing is one thing, but I feel like getting into the chair and holding a suction and like get past them instruments is like another, another level. And yeah. then obviously being a dental student and then, you know, where you guys are at. So. Um, that's kind of my thought process. Thought process. So when I was a, when I was a dental student, I remember telling my dad that I only wanted to work on lower teeth because I couldn't use the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. So uh, then, and then he said a great thing to me. He goes, "Well, do you comb your hair in the mirror?" I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Do you think about it?" I go, "No." He goes, "And that's what will happen. You won't even think about it." <laughs> exactly. That's pretty good. Yeah. So I mean that. So yeah. So, and everything, but I, you know, so private practice. Yeah. So, I mean, just like private practice is great. Um, private practice is, you know, I, I really do. I, I like, uh, you know, I, I've enjoyed my ride and, and, and continue to enjoy it. Like, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, it's a great profession. So the profession you guys are going into is an unbelievable profession. And and when you the days are the stressful days come, just remember it. It's because you, you are in a great profession, and if it was easy, everybody would do it. Sure, that's right. That's basically what it comes down to, you know. Right. Um, you know, I know I talk to you when you have your your, your tough days, and I'm like, just just take it on the chin and move on. That's it. That's all you could do. You My know? chin's pretty broken right now. <laughs> <laughs> So. Oh, it's 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 rough. I mean, today was another thirteen-hour day, but you know, oh, it's good stuff. But yeah, let's. So that's cool. We got we got another one coming up. We'll do that in a month or a month and a half. And and yeah, because I, I I gotta start. I gotta go eat dinner still. But that's good, man. That's great. Listen, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. You're thank right you for coming on. Thank you. All right. So you guys, good luck with everything that you're doing, and um, we'll talk soon. Yep. Absolutely. And I'll see you Friday, Dr. Cash. Yeah, I'll see you Friday. Too. Looking forward right. to it. And Siraj, congrats, man. Yeah, congrats on the DAT. That's great. Big thing over now. I just got to apply. And then uh, that's it. Yeah, you got to have a drink now. You earned a drink. <laughs> I shot my mom earlier. We did We did have a little drink with my mom. So There we go. There you go. Oh, yeah, that's man. special. That's sentimental. And she doesn't awesome. does drink, so it's pretty fun. That's a big night. <laughs> that's how you know she's proud of me. <laughs> so you know. She's passed oh. out on the couch because she doesn't drink and you gave her a drink. And now she's like, <laughs> that's, 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 I was shaking like the last 48 hours. So, of that. I don't yeah. Know. I got to tell you. So like the DATs was, I remember it. And the only reason why I remember it is 
and I don't mean to be like somber on this, but my sister had passed away in a car accident a month before. And so I kind of went into the DATs and I wasn't in a good state of mind. Like I was still upset, you know, and everything like that. And I think it made me do better because I was just very relaxed. Like I wasn't, I didn't care. I was just like in my own, like my, my thing. And I can remember, like, I remember, I don't remember the test. I remember taking it. I just don't remember, like, you know, because I was in just a different, a different place at that point. But it's it's for sure it's it's a stressful day. Um, I think the the clinical board exam is probably the most stressful day that we have you have in dentistry. I, I would think. I would when, say so. Where you're doing the clinicals, like you know, for your licensing. Mm. I think, so it was the Northeast Regional Board when we took it. You know, that's what it was. And I mean, I'd assume the DAT is not the most stressful day of your dental career, but you know, it's what's well, probably the first. One of the first, yeah, it's, it's one of the first, but like because you, you put so much weight on it, right? You know, I mean, you it put a lot of weight it. on it, yeah, right? yeah. you know, and stuff like that. Exactly. But you'll look back on it and be like, I can't believe I was in worried or like you know, yeah. and stuff. It's like like college, right? So it's like college. You you when you're in college, you thought organic chemistry was like, oh my god, whatever. <laughs> like, you, know, and you get through it. You get yeah. through it. Definitely. There's always another stressful exam, another stressful day. It's For it's sure. learning how to manage it, and right. Dr. Castro taught me that stuff. So, yeah. yeah. So, all right, go eat. Good Enjoy. stuff. Good stuff. All right. Thanks for coming on. Uh, all right, guys. Me, guys. We'll Take talk care. to you soon. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye.